When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az and I am joined every week by Janny where we take a look at his team and his decision going forward. Once again, Janny is on a green arrow. So if you're here for pain, oh, we're not we're not getting too much pain, Janny. Come on, you need to do some, some mad things to, uh, to restore the balance. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, mate. I'm buzzing for the Champions League this week, and I'm fairly happy with my rank. Like, yeah, it's been it's been slow and steady, mm. um, which isn't what I'm used to. Um, I'm either sort of hero or zero usually in, in years gone by. So I'll take the 74 this week. I did have a four point hit. It's a slight green arrow. I can't remember what I was on last week, but it's, it feels like a grey arrow. I kind of wanted to be in the top 100k and was around 60, 70k, and then. And then the Everton game kind of stung me a little bit because mm. of, well, I guess, mainly grey owners. Um, but also no, very happy. as well coming in. For oh, it was all the Livramento oh, first Livramentos. sub. Yeah. Who, yeah. of course, I had first sub. And, you know, of course, <laughs> I would I would have been, you know, I'm happy with that decision. But, um, yeah, but a few six-point first subs. I had Ailing in week one, six-point first sub yep. when he scored the goal. But, you know, you take that, that happens. Yeah, it's never a bad thing, is it? I, I always think, you know, subs, having, having six-point subs is... It can be a bit frustrating, but you'd be more worried if Livermento's getting one points every week. At least True. he's an option and we can maybe think about playing him Like when the fixtures ease a bit. I think he's great. I, I, I just love watching him play. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. We're going to talk about all that in a sec. Uh, just before we get into that, I just want to mention Fantasy Five, who Fantasy Scout are partnered with. Uh, so uh, every week uh, you can pick five players and you have fantasy points targets that they've each got. And if they hit it and you get all five right, you win £10,000. Great game to play alongside FPL. Uh, I play every week and one day I'm going to win it. One day, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I feel like every week I'm close, but never quite there. Um, the good thing is they've added this year the ability to sort of accumulate points as well. So there's mini leagues and prizes you can win for getting points. You haven't got to hit the jackpot to win uh, you know, uh, shirts and Champions League final tickets, loads of stuff. So if you're not involved in that, Look at the links in the description below. And at the end of the video, I'll be talking about my selection uh, for the coming game week as well. So yeah, great game to play. Right, Jenny, let's talk about last game week. It is fresh. We're recording this on Tuesday. Normally we do these on a Wednesday live, uh, but you are busy tomorrow. So people listening to this, Jenny will be in London, sweating in meetings, uh, I believe. Uh, on that yeah. day where we're both very fresh-faced. Uh, but it means we won't have the Champions uh, League information. So if Ronaldo went off injured after 10 minutes, uh, then, <laughs> then we're going to look very stupid. Um, this was your team last week. You had Sanchez in goal with six, Shaw with five, Trent with 12, and Ben White with five. So a clean sweep of defensive returns. Yeah. Salah with eight, Greenwood with five, Torres with three, Rafina with two, and Traore with three. And then Antonio, oh, we're going to talk about here, minus one. And the big man, Ronaldo, captain with 26. So as you mentioned, 74 points. Were you happy with that? Yeah, I was fairly happy. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, the only, the only decision, the guys I brought in, obviously Ronaldo did well, but we all knew he would. 
Torres and Traore I brought in. I've made three three transfers mm. last week because I had two frees and one hit. Torres and Traore didn't get points and both at times looked close to getting them. I think Torres missed a big chance. Traore was involved as he usually is. Didn't miss any sitters this week though, which was quite nice. Um, didn't, but, get, didn't get any his, his chances of drawing up a little bit. Yeah, it was weird because Wolves were actually fairly dominant and got the chances too. Um it was interesting when Podence came on, he looked really sharp. And I just thought, I don't think Torre's place is at risk. He's so integral to how, how Bruno wants to play. But the subs are coming on for Wolves and doing well. We saw the Korean number nine, the, the bull come on. Mm. We saw uh, Podence look good. So yeah, there's definitely competition for places in that attacking lineup. Torre's still nailed for me, but he's got to start producing soon. And Torre and was bought for long term, so I'm fine. The fixtures are great moving forward. Torres, I did want a return versus Leicester or Southampton in the next two because I don't think he's a long term hold knowing he had Chelsea and Liverpool up. I bought him for the immediate, although if he continues starting as the number nine in Champions League and in the Premier League, I might look at it and go, he's just one that you you you, you set and forget almost because when he plays, regardless who he's playing, if he's Man City's nine, seven million midfielder, you want him in your team. I just Really, I'm intrigued to see what Pep does with the Champions League fixtures. Mm. I'm hoping he goes KDB false nine. And although KDB didn't feature at the weekend, he was on the bench, didn't come off it. So I don't know if he's ready to start. But it's going to be intriguing to see how we deal with Pep roulette and stuff. But elsewhere, look, I'm happy with my points. Good spread. The only one I was tempted to buy that I didn't was Gray. I was looking at Traore and Gray and mm. Saar. They were my three options and I went Traore. So that was a bit disappointing to see his re- returns last night. But no, I'm happy. Greenwood's still producing say this every week don't we Ben White got some returns from who most people have sold which yep. I'm happy I kept with him and Luke Shaw can't get a clean sheet for love nor money but he does get the assist so I'm you know five points is okay there and Trent this was the weekend where many thought how can I get Bruno and Lukaku how can I get them both into my team after seeing them all do well on Saturday everyone was thinking Maybe it's not one or the other. Maybe I can get both. And maybe I can compromise Trent. Yep. Well, on Sunday, we all watched Trent and went, that is why we don't sell Trent. Easiest 12 points. That's what he does. Yep, absolutely. So you, so your moves were, clip from wrong, Fernandez, Barnes and Tony, was it? Uh, and No, Ings. And Ings, sorry, for yeah. Ronaldo, Torres and Traore. Yeah. So only Ronaldo got any points out of those, but out of all the ones you sold, none of them... Did any well? Fernandez did, but Fernandez Ronaldo outscored him. And yeah, Barnes hit the bar, and mm. I was, and, and was looking quite good. Vardy and Barnes. I guess it was a fixture that suited them. Just complete counter attack for City. Um, but yeah, so I was happy with the blanks. Yeah, yeah. So you're up on the moves then, even with the even with the minus four, and yeah, you sorted out some problems. So I mean, Torres is is an interesting one. I mean, you know, subbed at sixty minutes. This is the worry with him when things aren't going too well. I think he's probably going to be one of the first sacrificed to shake things up. You know, he could move Jesus on, on up front and bring Mares on. He could bring another false nine on. He can do lots of different things. So I think we talked about this last week. We just, if you've got Torres, you kind of need him to just continue to, to deliver. Yeah. And I guess what, what you're hoping for, you're hoping you missed out in the Champions League and then, and then starts at the it's weekend. A weird one, because he was subbed at 60, but mm. he was subbed at 60 when they were 1-0 up. And I think... I think he's going to start in the Champions League. Yeah. I, I do. I think he was subbed, not because he wasn't playing well. I think he was subbed because Pep goes, I want him as my nine for the champs. And if he plays 90 in the Champions League, I'll be worried for the Southampton game. But again, maybe he gets 60 in the Champions League and I go, he's actually potentially a captainable asset against Southampton at home. I'm not going to give him the, I don't think I will give him the armband at the fear he, he doesn't start. But 
it's a nice fixture on paper, a really nice differential captain, although there are a couple of more obvious ones. I know we'll talk about captaincy later. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see what Pep does. Yep. Let's have a look at your team going into game week five. Yeah. Um, I've got, I mean, it looks it looks ugly because it's got five in midfield. It's very unlikely to be this formation. Please mm. do note the bench. I've got Antonio on the bench who I could very easily sell. Although I'm quite fortunate with that, the Antonio, Antonio, Antonio um, minus one and, and kind of missing a game that I do have an okay squad without him because someone like Luke Eiling would have been on my bench. He comes in and that's quite a nice fixture yeah, well, let's, for Luke let's, let's, let's talk for your team for for podcast listeners as well. Uh, so Sanchez in goal with Leicester at home. And then you've got Trent, Shaw, White and Eiling. So four at the back. And then five in midfield of Salah, captain currently, Greenwood, Torres, vice captain. Interesting. Uh, Rafina and Traore and then Ronaldo up front. So your two... Uh, strikers, one of them suspended, and one of them's in a different league. And then you've got Livermento <laughs> there as your kind of only only sub. So there's got, I think there's quite a lot to talk about with this team. Um, okay, you mentioned Eiling, so let's start with Eiling and, and Rafina. Leeds have been very disappointing, haven't yeah. they? They've got an incredible run of fixtures coming up. What do you make of them this season? Like, do you think they're going to turn a corner? I think I think it's very similar to what we saw last season. I know I know we've seen them lose a couple of games, but don't forget we've seen them lose games to to big teams and that's kind of what they do mostly. They go toe-to-toe with you and they will have a go against anyone, which means when they play teams like Liverpool with their man-to-man system, it's just fun. It's just fun to play against them. I think Gary Neville said it in commentary for Sky. They're one of the most fun teams to play against if mm. you're a striker. Mane, Salah, Jota had a field day. But will Joel Linton and St. Max or Will City <laughs> Pace have a field day? Probably not. So they're, it, you know, it's it's opponent specific to their success. I think they'll blow Newcastle away and, and, and score a few goals. But we do never really like banking on leads for clean sheets, which, which does main Eiling a bit of a, a, a mere pick. Um, I'm thinking if I do replace Antonio, then it will be Eiling who's on my bench. Mm. You know, I'd much rather play Ben White than than Eiling because Leeds just look leaky. So long term, do I want a 4.5 Eiling there? Probably not. Why did I go with him at the start of the season? Well, I fancied attacking returns. I, I, I fancied the fullbacks bombing on. We haven't really seen that other than his goal at Old Trafford in game week one. He's been, he moved to centre-back. He played against Liverpool the second half. He was centre-back. Um, and obviously, when they play a back three, when they're playing against two forwards, like when they played Burnley, that's a back three and Luke Eiling's right centre back. But now they've so, got now they've got issues at centre back, right? Strokes yeah. now suspended, Cooper's um, all over the place, all over the place, and Lorente's injured, is he? Lorente's injured again. Yeah, yeah. So you, you could see him slot in. So yeah. I'm not looking to waste transfers on 4.5 million defenders, but if I do ever have that luxury of that free transfer, he might be one that goes for the time being. He'll just continuous first sub I guess but I do expect Leeds to score goals and against Newcastle I think Rafina's going to be involved It's interesting with Leeds because I think last year they were very much described as brave you know going toe-to-toe of teams all this you know there's lots of hype around BLs and stuff this year I'm starting to see more people calling them naive mm. rather than yeah. brave you know, yeah, like, like, where's the plan B? There is none Exactly and, and it was interesting because at the end of last season you know we saw Leeds start to pick up some clean sheets uh, again, you know, um, and you know, the go- and you know, the beat City, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, but I was, I remember talking to Seb pre-season, and I said to him, you know, you've got to be confident about Leeds' prospects at the back, you know, next year. And Seb was like, if you actually look at the underlying stats, we were conceding more chances, more big chances. Our XG conceded was higher, 
And so I said to him, why, why did you keep clean sheets? He was like, luck. It won't continue. Yeah. And you've got and to Melier say... And saves. Melier made saves. a lot of saves, didn't he? Exactly. Was he second to Martinez in the saves? Absolutely. That's really high. Yeah, so it is, in, it is interesting to, to see what happens on this run. They've had a very, very tough start to life in you know in their second season. So yeah. I'm not ruling them out, but yeah, it's... Um, Need, there needs to something needs to change because they they need to they need to start picking up points basically if, if they come out of this run you know having only won a couple of matches they might be in for a, a bit of a surprise relegation battle um okay yeah. let's talk about some of your other players so obviously uh we've we've kind of touched on on torres a little bit you've got the vice captaincy on him <laughs> at the moment is that do you, do you think what would it take for you to to think you know maybe torres is a viable captain this week yeah, so Torres plays in the Champions League. I can't remember if it's Tuesday night or Wednesday night. We're recording this Tuesday lunchtime. Um, he, let's say he plays really well. He is plays involved Wednesday. In a, so he plays Wednesday. So let's say he plays really well, is involved in a goal or two and is subbed off early, but but he's played really well. That's, I'm subbing him off to rest him. Uh, I think I could give him the armband. I really do. Um Salah is the obvious pick and I have been safe with my captaincy this season and it will no doubt go to Salah who again he'll probably do really well against AC Milan and I'll go the momentum's with him and even if he doesn't do well against AC Milan the momentum's still with with him he's been playing brilliantly Crystal Palace whilst they've looked good against Spurs there was no threat from Spurs I have not seen a Spurs performance that bad for a very long time since probably I don't know one day Ramos do you see the heat Um, maps of the of the front three no, was it shocking? They were, I think they were all in their own half. Oh, Harry like Kane at half time had the fewest touches of any player. Yeah, it was his first ever Spurs appearance with no shots and no touches in the box. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I watched the game and it was it was horrific. So yeah, I mean... Horrific is, I think, very apt to describe that performance. Against Palace as well. I mean, I know Palace have, have improved and been a bit better, but I wasn't expecting that level of of, of performance from Spurs. And maybe the Palace style under Vieira, we, we we are seeing them a little bit more expressive, a bit more attacking. It's Absolutely. suiting the likes of Zaha. Like, it looks really good. But then you look at it and go, oh, OK, Crystal Palace under Roy Hodgson going to Anfield. Could keep it tight, see how they get on. Although I think they did have a bad record under Roy going to Anfield. But Vieira, you think, OK, he might have a go. And that might really suit mm-hmm. Salah. So you'd be Salah a very, loves Palace. You'd be a very brave man. I didn't last season. He, come up, he came on as a sub That's and right. still got a hat-trick. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's put Toby had him as captain and I didn't and I remember being like giving him all the banter on WhatsApp being like ha your captain's going to come on for a five minute cameo at the end as if you captain Salah I told you not to and he went and got a hat trick second I, I oh, it's, all, it's it. all your fault it's all yeah. your fault yeah so I probably will be captain Salah but I just love the idea of chucking in a differential winner and if it wasn't Salah out of all the other names I've got even Ronaldo and Greenwood it, I genuinely think it could have been Torres but no doubt I'll go safe interesting because I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Ronaldo this, oh, this right. week um i mean i was because obviously we, we we need to talk about him um i mean i'm gonna be talking about him with everyone that i'm doing the videos with this week and on black box and it's, it was just a we all kind of thought it would happen yeah you know and then it happened and it was like yeah that was predictable um yeah. obviously lukaku then went and matched him with two goals so pretty much anyone was happy that that had either of those two players and and, and handed them the r band but what did you make of ronaldo's performance because you know, it was. He got two goals. He looked. He looked good. I think he had the highest xG. Um, sorry, the highest shots per ninety um, of all players mm. um, over the weekend. And I think of anyone so far this season. So he's already right up there in terms of his shots. But his two goals were two goalkeeping howlers, really. Especially the first one yeah. from the from the Greenwood shot. What did you make of it? I mean, he. 
he did what we hoped he would. He performed and it was predictable. And I watched your section on Ronaldo on Black Box with Mark and spoke to Mark before you even recorded it about kind of his returns in Italy. And it was very easy to look at his numbers and go, yeah, he's a bit of a black track bully. He'll turn up when we need him to turn up, perhaps not always perform in the uh, games against tougher opposition. So when we want to captain Ronaldo against Newcastle at home, yeah, he was always going to turn up, wasn't he? Um, it, look, it was two goalkeeping errors, but there's an argument to say that could have been Martial in that number nine role and he wouldn't have scored either yeah. from those goalkeeping errors. <laughs> so you look at it and go, yeah, you produce your own luck and he is deadly. I still don't think it's the best fixture away at West Ham for United. I think West Ham could have a real go. They've not been great defensively, but let's see how United get on in Europe. They play obviously Tuesday night against Young Boys. It's the away flight followed by another trip to London. So two away trips on the bounce. I often look at that and think, oh, if I can go with someone at home. So Salah has home on Wednesday night or Tuesday. I can't remember when he plays Milan and then home again against Crystal Palace, less travel time. He definitely edges it for me. But look, Ronaldo just looks like a great buy, doesn't he? If you don't have him, I think many will be trying to get him in because after West Ham, it's a really nice villa at home. It's a great fixture. Mm. Everton at home is a nice fixture too. And then obviously we're all looking at, do we have to switch Ronaldo to Lukaku? Or some of us are looking at, maybe we can try and get both in. But then do you lose balance? Probably. Yeah, well, that's my question to you. That's what's following. I mean, obviously, really impressive performances from both Ronaldo and Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, Salah as well. I mean, Salah's got Palace and Brentford in the next two. We can't captain all three of these guys. It's more than likely, I think a lot of people are going to go with Salah. So do we need to have all three? If you were wildcarding this week, who would you pick, Ronaldo or Lukaku? If I was wildcarding this week, I would find a way of making Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah and Trent in my wildcard team. And I've done it and it's very, very you go for all, all of them? I'd absolutely go for all four. And yes, that means you might have 4.5 million defenders that start for you every week, or you might have a 5.8 Damari Gray starting for you every week. Well, that's fine. You you can still create that squad with the Fab Four. I posted a draft on Twitter yesterday. Um, Olivia Bazaglo's actual wildcard team, who does the FPL stuff, she she has all four. And I just reshared her her post going, this shows you can do it. Can you do it if you don't have a wild card? Probably not, because it means a lot of your mid-price players, like your Torreses or possibly your Greenwoods you, or your Antonios, you can probably only have one of those three guys. So it's too much surgery. But definitely, if you're on a wild card, I'd go for all four because look, Lukaku against Spurs, don't be fooled by the fixture ticker. That's a brilliant, brilliant fixture, um, the way Spurs are defending at the moment. And I just like it. I, I like the idea of being able to have both. I don't want to have to sell Ronaldo in game week six or seven. Many of us will do to get Lukaku. Have I now got an opportunity that's presenting itself? I've got 1.5 million in the bank. I've got Antonio who I might need to sell. Can I find a way of getting Lukaku in this week on a four point hit? I mean, I can, but it means selling Greenwood or Torres, which I don't want to do. I can mm. sell Torres down to a 4.7, 4.5, whatever and bring Lukaku in for Antonio. But I just don't want to do that. So it's a real tough one. It means you're kind of stuck up with four at the back, right? It means you're, if, yeah. if you're doing that, I can't see a way of doing it and keeping Trent and not having, you know, White and Eiling or Livermento playing, you know, two of those three playing kind of every week. And I guess yeah. the, the, the tricky thing is, I mean, Lukaku is such a good captaincy option from game week seven. He's almost, you know, I, I can't see any any reason to not captain him every week for those that good run of fixtures. Salah's a good captain's option for the next two. Yeah. I, 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 don't, my, I, I think, personally, I would either, I would pick one of Ronaldo or, or Lukaku now 
and and, and look and look. Well, maybe not. Even or, like, or, or swap and then seven. swap. I, 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 you need Lukaku for game week seven. Like, that's just that's just a complete given. Salah's not going anywhere. Trent's not going anywhere. The interesting thing is if Ronaldo gets a brace in the next two games yeah. as well, <laughs> you're and not you're not going to want to sell him. He's got ever in game week seven. You know, Everton at home. So mm. really, it's still a good fixture. But yeah, I think I am with you. That's what I'll likely do. My plan is and has been always since bring Ronaldo in, make the obvious switch in game week seven to Lukaku, go with one. And then it gives you the flexibility to have those those nice mid-price assets that you might need to jump on, like a Torres or a Jota or a Greenwood. And it, it you, you, as much as I would love to go with the heavy hitter approach and get the Fab Four in, and I do think if I was wildcarding, I'd have a go at it. But Without the wild card, selling Antonio for Lukaku on a four-point hit this week, knowing it would mean selling Torres or a Greenwood, who could go and get me a haul. Nice fixtures for both those guys seems ridiculous, and I just simply won't be doing the, that. The, the, the question is because because it, it basically comes down to in kind of game week seven, it's Ronaldo and a four-point-five defender like Ben White versus something like Antonio and Shaw. Yeah. For example, or, you know, Calvert-Lewin, if he's fit or short, something like that. Two decent options versus one good option and a, and a bit of, oh my God, I wouldn't pick this guy normally. Like, there's, you obviously yeah. get a lot more flexibility. And if you're not captaining the 12.5 million forward in any game going up to like game week 14, I guess that's when you have to think to yourself, is it really worth it all worth, of this yeah. investment in, in one player? It's a really interesting one. And it, it's, it's why when Ronaldo signed, it was such a good signing for FPL, I think, because it, it's going to force people to make these decisions. And actually Antonio getting injured... Yeah. is giving people even more choice because now you've got some people holding him saying, well, there's no way I'm selling him. He's you know incredible. He's going to have Brentford and Leeds when he gets back. And you've got others saying, well, I want to move for Lukaku. I want to switch. It's, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be wildcarding soon anyway. And, you know, I need to make sure I've got a, a full squad. So, yeah. So what, what do you reckon you're going to do with Antonio? Do you think you're going to, you're going to keep him or do you reckon you'll sell him if Bamford's fit? I'm presuming he is. Yeah. The Bamford press conference I'll be keen for. That does tempt me, but... I do already have Rafina. I do have Eiling. So I've got double leads already. Yes. Do I want triple? Mm. I also don't have Ben Rama, like a lot of teams, right? So I think it might be easier to sell Antonio if you're sat on a Ben Rama and you're thinking, I've already got West Ham cover uh, up front or attack. Therefore, perhaps I can sell Antonio and still be left with a bit of cover for Antonio because it could be Ben Rama that's getting his assists moving forward. I don't have Ben Rama. So maybe that makes me think hey, I'm more likely to hold him. I am 50 50 at the moment. A lot comes down to European fixtures. Will Greenwood, Salah, Torres, you know, Ronaldo, these guys are all, you know, I've got Trent and Shaw all playing Champions League fixtures. Will they come out unscathed? Um, it, the Antonio fixtures moving forward are still nice. Brentford and Leeds, I would like him for. The only one I'd sell him for is Bamford. I won't be selling him for DCL mm. now. That was an option. Remember, I've got money in the bank, so I can go up to DCL. I can even go up to Gabriel Jesus, but I don't want the headache. I've already got <laughs> Torres. That's enough of one. Oh, God. Um, um, so, yeah, it's not going to be Jimenez because I own Traore. I definitely don't want double Wolves attack, despite thinking Jimenez is a good option if you don't have Traore. So, for me, it will either be Bamford or no one. And if it's no one, then we can see my starting eleven still looks all right. And then... Loads will sell Antonio. I think the ma- I think I think more than fifty percent of FPL Twitter that own him will sell him. So I love the idea of going into Leeds, Brentford, and then Everton, Tottenham for all right fixtures, possibly with him. He's also will have had his rest for the United game because they do have European football and they are yep. going to get a lot of fixtures. But he did show last season, and we forget. We all thought, oh, as soon as Antonio gets two fixtures a week, we got to sell him. His hamstrings. That's the narrative from years ago. 
Antonio last season showed us, especially the second half last season, he can play Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, twice most weeks because the Premier League fixtures, that's how they went. And he was playing and Moyes wasn't feeling the need to bring him out. Yes, he does have historically lots of injury problems. Since he's been playing loads, those injuries have dipped. He's barely getting any. So yes, his hamstring might go once or twice throughout a season. He's out for a few weeks, but I think we can still rely on him moving forward. Having a rest this weekend is nice. I'm not too worried about the fixture congestion with him because he showed us last season we can trust him. I just don't think he's going to play that much, especially in the early stages of the Europa League. Like, yeah. I, think I think, you know, they can't they've lose him. They've got a big squad now as well. They've got a big squad. They've got very few strikers, though. And I think they've, mm, got, to find, they've got to find ways of, of playing games without him. And I think, you know, you can't afford to rest him in the Premier League if they've got sort of aspirations of, I don't know, top six, maybe. They might be thinking they can, they can get into that again. And I think, yeah. you know, in, if they get through to the later stage of the Europa, then I think, OK, we're going to see Antonio play those games, the bigger games. But I think Moyes is going to be confident of, of getting through sort of the early stages without him. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the, yeah. the problem with Ben Rama, you mentioned him. Um, I've got him in my team. Obviously, two blanks now since I bought him, which is typical after two 12-point uh, returns. Hmm. Um, but the problem was we saw Vlasic come on. Yeah. And that is, that is a concern with, with Ben Rama. because He was first sub, wasn't he? He was Absolutely. first sub Ben Rama. Yeah. Bowen stayed on for now. That's telling for me. So Who I does think... Moyes fancy out of those three? Exactly. So I think it's going to be a bit like the Torres thing. I think if, if things aren't quite going West Ham's way, I think we're going to see Ben Rama maybe one of the kind of early sacrifices for one of their other kind of attacking options because they've got loads of them as well. So yeah, I'm getting a little bit twitchy with him. Uh, you mentioned Antonio's ownership. He's already gone down over 10%. Wow. Ownership. Really? Um, you think the, the, the game we only ended yesterday uh, on Monday night. <laughs> Uh, so he he is he is shedding owners, and I think it's a combination of lots of factors. Obviously, the red card, uh, the uh, and and Lukaku and, and Raldo hitting form, and, and people wanting to kind of jump on that. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing lots of wild cards this week as people restructure their teams. So it is interesting. I'm I'm happy to hold him. Uh, I think with you know with Leeds and, and Brentford on the horizon, they're two great games for him. They, they the, the fixtures then get really tough. So Everton away, Tottenham at home, Villa away, Liverpool at home, Wolves away, City away. That is that is a tough run that does coincide with their with their Europa League campaign. So I mean I'm saying that I don't think he's going to play too much mm. in that, but at the same time I'm not looking at those fixtures and thinking, oh, there's, there's games that I'm going to get huge point, points hauls from. So it might be that I end up selling him around then, but certainly I'm keeping him um, kind of from the near future. So yeah, it's that if it wasn't Leeds and Brentford, and that two Leeds is just not a fixture you want to sell him for. So mm. I'm so on the fence. I guess Brentford, whilst we see that as a brilliant fixture on paper, defensive numbers have actually been really good. Brentford, mm. they've actually been keeping really good back lines. So I'm with you. The fixtures aren't great beyond that. It's just that Leeds game. We've seen every time we watch Leeds this season, we just go, that's so open. And when you're playing against a striker like Antonio that really can bully defenders like Cooper, just I'd love to see him in that game. I'd much yeah. rather own Antonio in that game than Bamford in that game. Absolutely. So it's a tough one. Yep, I completely agree. Um, so just a final question for you. Obviously, Chelsea, really good performance. 3-0 winners against Villa. Yeah. Uh, wrote the luck a bit at times loads of shots from Villa Mendy was well Mendy just had an absolutely outstanding game I thought absolutely you know, brilliant and Kovacic as well I don't think I've ever seen him play like, yeah. in, in the way he did his sister his sis was fantastic goal great um, some really good performances so we've got to start thinking about Chelsea leading up to game week 7 obviously Lukaku is is a must Some there were some interesting changes Mount didn't play 
for example. Um, who would you be looking at from from the Chelsea side if you were, you know, if you were thinking, you know, you're going to have people who are saying, oh, I can't go for Lukaku, so I want to get one of one of their other players, Havertz or Mount or someone like that, try and cover his points. Or you've got people saying, okay, in game week seven, I want to tap into the Chelsea attack as much as I can and, and get in their players. Um, what's your kind of order of preference from the from the Chelsea boys? Yeah, so obviously Lukaku's the standout. But if you're looking at midfielders, it, it it's it's neck and neck between Mount and Havertz. They will both play the majority of games, but equally, Tuchel is not afraid to rest players. Mount wasn't dropped against Villa; he was rested because of his is he had a knock and because of his game time for England a few days before. But Havertz and Mount, I mean, Havertz is the more expensive option, but probably got the higher ceiling. Um, Mount the set piece threat and the chance creations really really impressive now he's got Lukaku in the team will we see way more assists so I like both those guys if you don't think you're going to be able to stretch to Lukaku but then also whoever is playing at wing back is going to get bags of assists we just don't know about the rotation Alonso's definitely first choice at the moment that's very very clear um, so Rhys James is probably the, a safer bet because at some point Chilwell will come in Rhys James has got less competition do you think he goes straight back in do you think he goes straight back in Rhys James yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, he had such a good start to the season. We saw his, I can't remember who he got the assist against. Was it, no, who was it against? Liverpool. Um, for the for the Lukaku goal, was it a Lukaku goal? Is he got a goal and assist against Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal, that was it. And he, he so he, good against And he got Arsenal. an assist from the corner, I believe, against Liverpool. Yeah, so, yeah, that was it for the Havertz header. So, James would be my preference in the back line. If you haven't got that m- huge amount of money, Christensen is 5.0 did get rested for Thiago Silva, but I still think he'll start the majority of games, although Rudiger and Azpilicueta are safer picks, but a little bit more expensive. But for the upside, I go James at the back. Havertz or Mount, I'd probably go Mount and save a little bit of money because I don't think there's much between them. And then obviously, I think we're all going to have Lukaku and have the armband on him, but it's exciting. There's barely any teams with Chelsea cover. By game week seven, all transfers in one mm. way or another are going to be Chelsea, aren't they? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely be rolling with James and, and Lukaku for, for their run. It's, I think I'd want to put in a midfielder as well. I just, I was all set on Mount and then he didn't play. Is, do you think that's something we might see more of with Mount missing out? Or do you think that was just kind of gone the international break and just giving him a bit of a rest? I think it was purely the rest. I, I, he's one of the first names on Tuchel's team sheets. There's a few in that team when fit are absolutely nailed to play regardless of opposition or system, as Pelicueta, Mendy, um, Jorginho and Kante, if Kante's ever fit, Mount and Lukaku. They're the only ones you can Rudiger? bet your house not, on. Not oh, Rudiger, fair. Rudiger of all the centre-backs, Rudiger and Azpilicueta are the only two. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people went for Christensen, didn't they? Yeah, that was a that was always one where you knew, you only went with him because he was 5.0. Yeah. You, you knew he was at more risk of rotation than a Rudiger and Azpilicueta but for the it's perhaps worth a gamble I still think Christensen probably plays six or seven out of every ten but of course Thiago Silva is someone that will get game time maybe Thiago Silva plays more in Champions Leagues I don't know mm. um, that'll be one to monitor I'd be kicking myself if I went for Christensen I think because I, yeah. I I think I would have known that it was a it was a gamble and then for it to kind of this to happen straight away it's kind of like oh yeah kind of I should have seen that coming and, and, and I know a few like you know good managers that, that went for him yeah. Um, but yeah it's five five million for a kind of a, a semi-risk of, of rotation defender I think is, is a little bit too much for it's me. probably a bit naive going for Christensen as well we were just blinded by the game week one two three scores but mm. let's not forget Thiago Silva was out injured so yeah. you've got you've got to consider that in the centre backs at Chelsea, there's a middle, there's a there's three. Rudiger is always left centre back. Azpi is always right centre back when fit. 
the middle three is only ever Christensen or Thiago Silva. That's where these guys play when they play. Interestingly enough, for Denmark, he doesn't play in that position, Christensen. Um, he's played midfield and he's mm. played right-sided centre-back, I think it is. So, yeah, he can be more versatile, but Tuchel sees him as the, the middle, the pivot, the passer. Yep. I can afford Reese James this week. Can you? I can. I can oh, do. And he's at his rest now as well. I know. My only concern is, is as he comes straight straight back in. Um, but I, I reckon he's, if we say Christensen's a six or seven out of 10 every every 10 games for starts, I'd say Reese James is an eight. But he's definitely mm. not a nine or a 10. Like Hudson Odoi will still get a few games there. Yeah, so the attacking potential is so so great yeah. with him when he when he does start. Yeah, I'd be very happy with eight out of ten. I want James. Yeah, it's just it's just because at, at the moment, I mean, you look at your bench and look at my my bench as well, and it's like I can't really absorb another with Antonio out and you know in, injuries around and and stuff. I can't really afford a. I mean, I'm already I'm already playing Billy Gilmore this week, <laughs> which is when you know you've got you're getting desperate. <laughs> Uh, Janet, that's great. Um, I'll stop it there. Uh, you will be back next week, as always, to talk about how you got on in game week five. Uh, and if you stick around after this, I will talk through my Fantasy Five selection as well. But Janet, good luck this week, and I will speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. And I will hopefully see you guys on Friday night because we're doing a watch along for Newcastle versus Leeds, which I think is going to be a very Absolutely. fun fixture. Yeah, I'll be watching that as well. So that would be great. Uh, cheers, everyone, and see you soon. Hello again. I hope you enjoyed the video with Jani and I. I'm here on the Wednesday now uh, just doing uh, the Fantasy 5 selection part of the video. Uh, no Jani to join me, but if you're interested in Fantasy 5, then hopefully you'll find this interesting. I'm just going to go through some of the picks and, and player points and stuff that you can consider when you're doing it. Um, again, as I mentioned at the start of the video, if you're interested in signing up to play alongside FPL, you can win £10,000 every week if you get all of your players correct to outscore their points targets. And there's also lots of other prizes as well for doing well. So definitely worth playing alongside the game. So the first game we've got is Liverpool v Palace. Uh, obviously, Liverpool are massive favourites. Uh, so you've got the likes of Salah, who needs 13.5. Mane, who needs um, 11.5. Uh, Jota's there with 11.5 as well. So I'm kind of half tempted to go for a Palace player, um, which you know, means that you need to get substantially less. So someone like Colo Gallagher, for example, is only 5-5. Five five, so he only needs a goal um, to, to get his points. So I'm going to pick him. There's some defenders as well um, who you could consider uh, too. Let's go back to those quickly. So the likes of Robertson is 9.5, Trent's 9.5, and Dykes 8.5. These are all very high. Um, but you could pick one of the uh, Crystal Palace defenders. But realistically, are they going to get a clean sheet? I don't think so. So I think Gallagher's probably the one um, that we we'll go for. Uh, Norwich v Watford, proper relegation battle this. Uh, Pookie's really high um, up there with 9.5. Dennis, who's likely going to start for Watford, um, is less with 6.5. Uh, we've got players like Cantwell, Dowell, um, Rashika, all quite high. Um, Saar is actually 7.5. He's actually one of the one of the better ones. So there's they're favouring Norwich um, in this game. And then pretty much all of the defenders are 6.5. So you need basically a clean sheet and an attacking return. I quite like Saar at 7.5. I think if Watford are going to have any chance in this game, um, they're going to need to get some points from him. Uh, so a goal and a clean sheet would, would do it. So I'm going to pick him. Aston Villa v Everton. Danny Ings is the favourite with 9.5. Obviously Calvert-Lewin's out, so we can't pick him. Richarlison seems quite reasonably priced at 6.5. Uh, he'll be on pens and uh, he'll be playing kind of lone striker as well, you would imagine. Watkins as well had loads of shots against Chelsea, so I quite like him at 6.5. Um, in midfield, no one's really speaking to me. Buendia's ever 8.5, that's quite a lot. 
Um, Decore at 6.5 is, is decent. Gray 8.5. And then in defense, um, sort of everyone's coming in the 6.5 mark as well. So there's no sort of kind price defenders, um, I don't think. And the keepers are expensive as well. So my pick, I think, is going to be Richarlison. I'm going to go for him and hope for something good from him um, against Villa. West Ham v United. Ronaldo's the obvious one, 9.5. Still quite low um, for him. West Ham players priced quite a lot. I mean, Declan Rice, Suchek, Ben Rama, Bowen, Fornals, all 7.5. Uh, Sancho, Sancho's 8.5, same as Greenwood. I'd definitely be picking Greenwood over Sancho. He's been been really poor. Um, Fernandes is there at 10.5. Rashford at 8.5. I mean, he's just got to be Ronaldo, isn't it? I mean, he could easily score two goals in that game um, and you wouldn't be too surprised. So I'm going to pick him. And then Tottenham-Chelsea. I mean, Harry Kane at 6.5. We just never see him. We never saw him that like last season. It's really low. You compare that to Lukaku, who needs to get 10.5, uh, which is obviously quite a lot. Um, Skip Hoiberg, both at 5.5. Five. Deli Alli's there at 7.5. Son's there at 7.5, which isn't too bad. So if Spurs nick a win, um, you know, he gets five for the goal. He'll get two for the clean sheet, uh, one for the clean sheet and two for the appearance. So that's sort of fairly decent. Um, Jorginho's there at 7.5. Havertz, Mount, 8.5. You know, these guys need quite a lot. Um, in defence, I mean, I like Reese James, but 9.5. Uh, Alonso as well, 9.5, and all the other defenders, 6.5 or more. So this one's a really, really tough one to get right. I'm going to pick Son and hope he's fit. I think he can he can get 7.5 and confirm that. Uh, and that's it. So I've gone for Gallagher, Saar, uh, team section confirmed, Gallagher, Saar, Richarlison, Ronaldo, and Son. So yeah, give this a go if you haven't signed up already. Links in the description and best of luck.